This is the 40-Year-Old Bond Virgins Podcast. This meeting is being recorded. That's nice. Okay. Nice yeah. it was... Have you worked out why? No. Oh, we were talking about it the other night. How has it got so loud again? Goldeneye then. Mm-hmm. Pierce Brosnan. Why haven't you come into this singing? Um, I just started the... I just started listening to it on YouTube when you came into the chat. Okay. So well, well, right. all I got okay. was boom, 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 doo doo, and then you came on. Golden Eye. Seven point two on IMDb, four point five on Amazon. Four point six. Don't know. No. Oh, okay. Four point five. <laughs> uh, don't know about Sky. Uh, Nineteen ninety-five. The first of the Piers Brosnans. Yeah. Uh, that's your stats. There you go, then. <laughs> <laughs> another another good bit of content. Another bit of good content. How'd you watch it this week? How did you watch it this week? Right, now here's a story for you. So, uh, I wasn't well this week, Lee. No? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so I watched, so what, we did the record on Monday, Monday yep. evening. And then I was off work on Tuesday because I wasn't feeling well, not knowing why. And I started watching it on Tuesday evening. And I didn't want to pay for it. And I looked it up and it said it was streaming on Apple TV. Then I remember there's an Apple TV offer. So I spent a long time searching down and setting up the Apple TV offer. Loaded Apple TV. It is on Apple TV, but you still have to pay £3.49 for it. So I do now have (laughs) six months worth of Apple TV for free. So that's good. I watched all the shrinking. Um, But... Um, I ended up paying £3.49 for it back on Prime and I watched the first 45 minutes of it that night felt tired then I got unwell again yeah. and I ended up in A&E that night yeah. and was in hospital till three o'clock the following day and that evening I had to make myself watch the rest because it was going to expire and I didn't want to pay for it again. <laughs> So I did watch the whole thing, like the, the rest of it that night. And okay. So both times in bed on my laptop, Amazon Prime. How about you? Yeah. I watched it one of the days that happened before, <laughs> before in between the last podcast and this one. I can't remember. Last Sunday? Let's go last Sunday. I watched it in full. And then I watched it again yesterday to do notes. First thing in the morning, got up early, smashed the notes out, made a lot of notes. It's just scrolling through it. And... I made a lot of notes. I've got a new note system as well. Look, I don't know if you can see this, but my notes. Oh, no, no you can't see my pad. No. I've got a whole, it it's broken down into, um, I've actually done it in scenes and numbered them and made Ooh. relevant notes per like per section i mean you know they'll still be shit but <laughs> but they're really okay. organized shit <laughs> synopsis first have you got ai for me yeah what about 
coke addicted pasta maggots, right? Yeah. Right. How did I uh, share <laughs> share with it? <laughs> I should know this stuff. Uh, chat, share screen, advanced. One person will share at a time. Multiples can. That's fine. All participants, all participants. That's the extra stuff then. Hit share. Select that. Share the sound. Okay, I think it's going to happen. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> Coke addicted pasta maggots are a real thing, and they're not as funny as they sound. These little guys are attracted to the smell of cocaine, and they'll eat through anything to get their fix. They've been known to infest everything from food to furniture, and they can be very difficult to get rid of. <laughs> One darkly humorous story about coke-addicted pasta maggots <laughs> is about a man who found a nest of them in his kitchen. He tried everything he could think of to get rid of them, but nothing worked. Finally, he gave up and just moved out. <laughs> Another darkly humorous story is about a group of scientists who were studying coke-addicted pasta maggots. They were trying to figure out how the maggots were able to resist the effects of cocaine, but they couldn't figure it out. Finally, one of the scientists gave up and said, I give up. <laughs> so, there you have it. Coke-addicted pasta maggots are a real thing. And they're not as funny as they sound. No, really they do make for some good dark humour. <laughs> Thanks, spooky little girl. <laughs> well, how do I kill this now? Oh, there we go. Sharing the Fucking cool. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They're really, they're really not as funny as you think they'd be. They are quite not as funny. And the stories are very similar. Like the bloke wanted to get giving up, and then gave up. Scientists gave up. (laughs) Everyone just gives up these coke (laughs) So you didn't give up, Timothy Dalton. He didn't give up. No, he didn't. Well, he did. I suppose he used them to his own. He used them to 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 best effect. But he gave up being Bond. He gave up being Bond. Sure. Boom, 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 boom. Alrighty. Synopsis. It's um it's not a great one. To be honest. Okay. Our new bond is off to save the world as the Russians are at it again. With another general trying to make a power grab for control, but not of Russia this time, the world. To do this, I need to take control of Goldeneye, an EMP firing space laser. Uh, with the help of Onatop, a former fighter pilot and an insane deadly assassin, they might just pull this off. All of this madness being controlled by Yanis, a mysterious figure that no one's ever seen. Can the new Bond stop Goldeneye? Who is Yanis? And why is Boris such a complete cock? Let's find out, shall we? In an odd way, very reflective of the film. Like it's a, So that was a good, solid, straightforward synopsis with an interesting plot. It was just good and normal. There was mm. nothing to know about it. And I think that's yeah. what was so great about this film. It's a good, solid film in its own right. Yeah, true. Boris isn't a cock. Yeah, he is. Oh. He was... Imagine having that guy in your office, working in your office. I think, sadly, I might get on with him. 
well, changing all your passwords to well, no, different no, words no. for tits. Yeah, well, I don't know. I think that's quite <laughs> the chair password, not so hot. <laughs> no, true. I'm, I quite like a riddle, and that was not a riddle. Barrel shot? It was a good barrel shot. It was the first one done with CGI, and it was the first CGI used in any Bond film. What did they CGI? Damn, what? I don't know. The, the gun, I guess they must have used a real gun. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a thing I read. But the, the noise was all inverted. It's really weird, thought, wasn't it? I said that it was interesting. I like the interesting drum. I think I did read earlier that people did not like the twist on the Bond theme and that they had to revert it. But right. I, I've written down interesting. Can, mm. can you play it in here? I, I can't remember how it actually... Well, no, don't actually, but like in whatever special stuff you do afterwards. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. All right, then. Opening scene. Okay. Are you Go ready? ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, opens up at a big-ass dam. Uh, Bond sprinting across the top of the dam. Bungie jumps off the dam. Super cool, completely silent as he's diving through the air. Uh, grappling hooks a structure at the bottom of the dam and pulls himself down and sneaks into the base. Stop. I've stopped. <laughs> it was so much better than that. He bungee jumped. Yeah. Like, right, like, right, it was silent. He didn't say woohoo, but he like fell through the <laughs> air and then, <laughs> and then as he reached the, <laughs> I love being in the sky. And as he, as he got to the bottom of the length of the rope, he used yeah. the grappling hook to just, to just gently stop. Yeah. It was pretty skills, man. So cool. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> Um, the guy, the stuntman that did it, so it's the biggest bungee jump ever filmed yeah. in a film ever. And the stuntman actually passed out when he did it. Did he? How he came, maybe that's why he gently stopped. Yeah, just dragging his face up the side of the yeah. dam. Um, I remember as a kid that being a massive thing, that the stunt that was done. Okay. Um, like in the making of the movie and all that. Because <laughs> uh, I think there was a lot of hype because it was the biggest gap between, well, it had been the biggest gap between Bond films. I think that's just mm. been equaled now. Um, but there apparently there's like, no, not backlash, but because the Cold War had ended in real life, and that was usually where the points of contention were driven from. So this is the first film where we see actually real filming in Russia because the relationships oh, were. Right that bad previously okay you know a little bit bad they're great now <laughs> we're all sorted oh, um, yeah, sorted. <laughs> um, <laughs> um he yeah th- 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 there was a feeling that bond was just like unnecessary like he wasn't a relevant character the storylines yeah. couldn't possibly be relevant to today's world so it took quite a lot I think to get this one off the ground and running so I think there was a lot of publicity around it to the point I, something I heard today was um so Ace of Bass were originally approached to do the the song right and Ace of Bass turned it down because it would be too damaging to 
to their reputation. <laughs> How's it going for them? <laughs> um, there was also a long period in between movies because of some kind of court case, right? Oh, was it? I don't. So when we were watching there, Timothy Dalton, mm. I was trying to learn how to do his voice. So I watched a couple of interviews with him in. And one of the interviews was like um, him a few years on, and like Golden Eye has just been announced. Yeah. And people asked him, why, why didn't you come back to do Golden Eye? Because it was like, he'd only done two. And he said, um, too much time had passed because of the court case. After the second film, then there was this massive court case for years. Um, he just felt mm-hmm. like he couldn't, couldn't go back to the role after six years. <clears throat> I don't know what it was, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'll try oh, and yeah. Google. I'll do one of those things where I try and Google something we're talking about and never actually come back to it at all in the podcast. Sounds good. Try. Okay. Um, so Bond sneaks into the compound. Um, there's a bloke on the toilet reading a paper. Uh, Which is a real compound. sign of the times as well. When's the last time you actually read something paper-based on the toilet and not take your phone in? Yeah, true. Mm. This is true. Good to see a newspaper. Um, bloke on the toilet it feels like there's something going on behind the paper he pulls his paper down and Bond's suspended from a vent upside down um, and lays him out he says um, what does he say uh, grappling oh uh, beg your pardon forgot to knock can you do a Brosnan nope can you I don't know beg your pardon forgot to knock yeah, yeah. See, yeah. and it's quite Dalton, right? And I think for me, well, I don't think just for me. I think Pierce, Pierce, like Pierce. I know him. Pierce, <laughs> Pierce Rosnan is like he really is like an AI version of all of the other Bonds that have come before. He is literally bits of all of them, all stuffed together in one person. Okay, what bit of him and is I- Connery? So he's got the kind of the. So he did force himself lady, on someone. He, yeah. So all of the things are there, like the Moore's humour, Connery's eye for the ladies. What I quite like with this version of Bond is that it really does show as an appreciation of beautiful things, as opposed to just taking, just having no self control and just like yeah. being a bit of a curve. Like he just appreciates beauty, but. <laughs> just making him sound much better than he is but, but <laughs> along those lines so yeah so he's got kind of like Connery's wandering eye but also that kind of like rugged charm thing he's definitely charming he's mm-hmm. got all the one-liners there's like actual comedy in there but there's also like he's not afraid to fight like he's got the the Dalton and he's got the proper espionage like he, he's on real missions and he's and he's playing yeah. real tricks on people which is he's got the whole well. um, like he's got everything he's got the straightening of the tire thing like Roger Moore style keeping he his says suit darling tidy, at one point. yeah because what I didn't like is that there was no reference to any of the other films like there was no I really like the handshakes between the films when they really mm-hmm. acknowledge what's come before and none of that happened like there was no kind of little knowing nod to anything um, except for the fact that it really is like a proper sum of all of those parts. Yeah. 
Yeah. They, I think the only thing would have been in Emma's office when he said your predecessor used to keep the oh, yeah. cognac up there or whatever. Good shout. Yeah, yeah. So Bond meets up with 006, who's undercover as a Russian soldier at the time. 006 kills a lab guy. They rig the place to blow. Lots of chemical to, uh, chemical containers. 006 mows down a bunch of sh- soldiers with a machine gun, but gets captured. Bond then double rigs up the bombs for three minutes instead of six. Uh, then he surrenders. Uh, the Russians execute 006 after he shouts, for England, James. Uh, Bond walks out in front of the army of the Russians with a trolley of gas canisters in front of him. One soldier. They look like big cans of Diet they Coke. They look very light, don't they? That's all I can see. Yeah. One soldier sh- uh, shoots at Bond, the Russian in charge, which turns out to be, I start calling him the general through this, shoots the soldier. Bond jumps onto a conveyor belt and escapes the room while shooting the locks off the containers. Um... Solder containers fall onto the soldiers. So Bond's now being chased by the soldiers down a plane runway that leads off a cliff. Small plane is taking off. Bond manages to catch up and get in. Uh, Ends up fighting the pilot and both of them fall out of the plane. Pilot gets run over by a motorcycle that's in pursuit. Bond takes one of the motorcycles and follows the plane off the cliff, jumping off the motorbike and skydiving into the plane plummeting towards the ground. Manages to pull it up, flies over the compound as it blows up. Cue the music. Boom, 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 boom. Doo doo. <laughs> you triggered that opening scene. Written by Bono in the Edge. Um, opening scene. I bloody enjoyed yeah. it. I didn't actually. I I didn't enjoy the whole plane bit. I was like, how can I feel this level of boredom watching a plane <laughs> plummet? But prior to that, the whole bit in the um. The whole bit in the undergroundy bit where he's like with his mate Alex. I really like that, like the bit of the bromance. Yeah. And like you could see that he was going to have like some like a vendetta to mm. fight f- for the love of Alex. Um, one, one note I did make that I really, really liked is that um, at the start, when wherever the location was, which I can't actually remember, it actually said it gave like a little subtitle and told you where the location was. And I really liked that because usually you're just like, you have to rely on hearing what somebody has said that they're going to go to next. So it's actually quite nice to have it written down. So I like, I like the signposting (laughs) that was quite helpful. I liked how during this movie computers were so new and that Mm -hmm. we we come to it later, but the, the woman has to convince a PC shopkeeper that she needs to buy 30 computers so she can go and try one out that's connected to a modem and that when they're typing it's all making noises on the screen like when they're typing out classic all right opening credits yeah written by bono and the edge sung by tina turner yeah lots of soviet imagery oh you didn't like the song i liked it i think it's just i remember it more than liked it i suppose uh, lots of Soviet imagery. Yeah. A two-faced woman with a gun in her mouth, facing outwards, shooting out of her mouth. <laughs> People taking down statues, all in kind of like slow motiony stuff, silhouette dancing. It's pretty good. Yeah, but interpreted dance, quite dark and menacing. Mouth gun was disturbing. Yeah, it was, what was but it's a two-headed gun? goddess image. They okay. mention her later. I can't remember why. Okay. Um, 
But yeah, as she turns around, a gun. Yanis is the. Oh, Yanis, that's it. That's okay. what it is. Yanis is the two-headed. Yeah, Yanis is the Roman god, god yeah. or whatever Greek god. Yeah. yeah. I said I'm not a fan of Tina Turner's voice generally. I also said there was a lot of purple, gold, black, high heels, and statues, and it just made me think of Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bond is back in an Aston Martin. Well, interestingly, mm. it says as a little subtitle, nine years later. So what? There's a there's a date. It said like on that opening scene where, where you see him in his Aston Martin, that that's it then says nine years later. So this is nine years after, oh, after Alex, Alex has been gets executed. Oh, yeah. okay. I didn't know that. But we don't know nine years from what. No. date and what i'm just going to say at this point is this was a film that had opportunity for so many dates i can't tell you how long i spent with this film paused trying to read plane tickets <laughs> newspapers computer screens watches printouts like everything had a date possibility right. okay what i do know is at one point it's February. So the plane ticket he gets given by, does he get given it by? Yeah. yeah. It's when he goes to see yeah. you, he gets a plane ticket. 10th of February, but I couldn't, couldn't find okay. it. But it's nine years on from something. Okay. All right. So he's he's back in a classic Aston Martin, hacking down a mountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a woman in the passenger mm-hmm. seat shitting herself. Um, and then a woman in a Ferrari yeah. comes up behind him and starts fucking with Bond. Uh, they have a flirty race with some bizarre... He has a little smile playing around yeah. his lips. A little smile just keeps fluttering across Reminds his face. Reminds me of one of the movies. I can't remember which one. Was it? What, a Bond? Yeah, when they're, the woman was in a Mustang. They end up on the yeah, beach. Yeah, it would that have been probably... um, oh, on the beach. That's Tracy. Her Majesty's Secret yeah. Service. I guess yeah, it was, Tracy. right? Uh, yeah. bit of, it was a bit like that, the wasn't it? They were like the messing with each other rather than trying to hurt each other or anything. They were just having some fun. Yeah. Bit of a power play thing. Bit of a... It just reminded me of the beginning to Seinfeld. It was all a bit like boom, 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 boom. Yeah, bizarre yeah. style of music that I don't remember ever being a thing ever in there. Uh, the race yeah. goes on for a while, dodging tractors, knocking over a group of cyclists. Uh, ferry woman, ferry woman, Ferrari woman heads off after the woman in the car tells Bond to stop. Uh, turns out she is there to evaluate Bond. Bond has a secret mini-fridge in the car with some shampoo in it. Shampoo! Shampoo! And then they hook up. Yeah. Hooking uh, up in the car. <laughs> oh, I put... <laughs> no, I'm not going to react to it. I've written down, do a Brosnan voice to say this, but I can't. I'm not ready yet. Okay. A very, a very thorough evaluation. That's not, it's not that at all, is it? It's yeah, it's deep. a lot lighter. It's a very thorough evaluation. It's very great. Very thorough evaluation. Yeah. <laughs> but with a little, a little, a little smile <laughs> starting to. Yeah. Uh, later that day, I assume Bond turns up at a casino, speaking French. So I assume yeah. he's in France. Spots the Ferrari yep. outside. The Ferrari woman is clearing up at the table, playing cards that have no numbers. No numbers. No numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Bond, play- Bond plays cards with her. 
Bond beats her at cards and they order some drinks. Uh, he orders a vodka martini, shaken, not stirred. She orders the same, same, but straight up with a twist. Straight up with a twist. Her name is On a Top. <laughs> on a Top. That raised Bond's eyebrow. Yeah. She's from Russia and then she gets yeah. called away. So he says to her, you know, you're, so he calls that her Ferraris are fake. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he says, you know, even the fake, fake plates, L yeah. plates in. Yeah, fake plates in France this year begin with an L. No. Um, plates in France don't begin with letters. Because then I thought I could use that to work out what year it was. Because he said this year it should be right. L. So I was like, right, I'll go and find out what year yeah. L is. So in the UK, L was 93. So that kind of ties I guess that's, in. Yeah, okay. But it's But it's... Like I say, he's wrong about France. Um, and I've also noted that those card paddle things that they dish around the, the chips and the cards yeah. with and they turn it, they're like big pizza turners. They're kind of weird and cool. Yeah, scoopy things. I think, I think they're cool. Yeah. yeah, scoopy card paddle. Hmm. All right, let's get some. Oh, um, I know what the court case was. Yep. you want to hear? It's really long. Okay. And I don't know how to summarise it. Okay. <laughs> Oh, hold on. I've lost it. <laughs> no, this is going to be good. Hold on. Bum, bum, bum. Right. It was a legal dispute between Broccoli's company, Dan Jack, owner of the Bond film rights, and MGM, parent company of the series distributor United Artists, that led to what is still the longest hiatus between films in the franchise's history. Only the five-year gap between 2015 Spectre and next year's Bond 25 comes close. So what happened? Well, it's all a bit complicated, but here's our best attempt at unpacking the Dan Jack MGM conflict. Pathé Entertainment, unrelated to the French studio Pathé, brought up MGM UA for... Oh, yeah, bought up MGM UA for 1.2 billion, merging the companies to create MGM Pathé Communications. Pathé C, is it Pathé? Is that how you say it? Yeah. That's what I'm going with, Pathé. CEO Giancarlo Barretti planned to sell off the distribution rights of the studio's catalogue to finance the buyout. This included the international broadcasting rights to the 007 library at cut rate prices. Dan Jack were not happy, lodging a lawsuit against Parati on the basis that licensing that the licensing violated the bond distribution agreements that the company originally made with United Artists in 1962. Countersuits were filed, and while the legal tussle surrounding the bond rights was finally settled in December 1992, this back-and-forth delayed production passed the point at which Dalton's original seven-year contract expired. And because of that lawsuit, I was free of the contract, he told The Week in 2014. There you go. And then he went on to do Beetlejuice. <laughs> he went on to <laughs> went on to play that one yeah. character, <laughs> that one mask. All uh, right, yeah, was a bit of a bullshit court case thing going on then. Uh, yeah, yeah, and that's what did Dawn in. I wonder if Goldeneye. I wonder how Goldeneye would have been with Dawn. With Dawn, worse. Interesting. Well, I reckon it would be worse because because I think what really one of the things that makes us a lot of things make this film come together and it's almost everything's new. 
perfect for a Bond film because everything was new with the exception of Q. Q. And it's almost like, you know, like now how you get the, um, you know, what do they call them? They're not reboots. They've got like a special name when it's like a, it's a reboot, but it's got like lots of references to the nostalgic audience as well as enough new stuff. Soft yeah. reboot, yeah. It, it was like that before it knew it was. Yeah. And I think if it had Dalton in it, it wouldn't have had that same feeling. No, that's true. Bond spies. Especially because, mm. sorry, just especially because it's actually a really funny film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is some humor in it. There's a great bit in the lab yeah. coming up. And Robbie Coltrane's in it as well. Uh, yeah. yeah. Let's, I mean, yeah. Bond spies on on the top as she leaves by boat. He takes some pictures of her, goes back to his car, and prints the photos out off his dashboard. She's been identified as an ex fighter pilot. Uh, a voice coming out of the car telling Bond who she is is the new money penny. Gives him a lot of information on the top. Uh, she says, I trust you'll stay on the top of things. It's classic money penny. <laughs> um- I think they've missed a trick with Money Penny at this point. What they should have done, they should have learned from Lois. Money Penny should have been a gadget from here on mm. out. Money Penny should have just been the voice of like the car, Ziggy. just like Kit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that should have yeah, been it. That would be good. Because then it could have been eternal. Yeah. And always just be Money Penny. <laughs> That's a good idea. Who do I talk to? Uh, yeah. One of the broccolis, I suppose. Um, or Q. Yeah. Um, I did say as well. There's some. Has this happened already? I've written weird, fucked up mime artist. Don't recall that. There was, there was like a mime. There was like two women doing mime, oh. and I wondered whether that was maybe circusy. But I think if you didn't spot it, I don't think that counts. Yeah. That's it on a top. Yeah. Hooking up on a boat. Holy shit! No, but it's not Bond. Okay. Did it have to be bought? Oh, okay. Yeah. She's growling and scratching and biting the dude from before, and then she crushes his ribcage with her fires. He's dead. As she's killing him, someone takes his Navy identification badge from his jacket. Uh, next morning, Bond sneaks onto the boat. He is spotted instantly by a member of the crew and frozen and Bond frozen down the staircase. Oh, great spies. He literally just got on the boat. And like a waiter spotted him. <laughs> uh, is that the bit though? I've, I've made a note to say so Bond spots the reflection. Is that how he sees? Oh no, does he just walk straight into the waiter? It's like, just like stood in the middle of the room and <laughs> like walks in as a. I um the the on a top scene, mm. fucking amazing, absolutely vicious and and brilliant she was like having the best best time and there's always been this like cultural reference that I've known there's been this kind of joke about being crushed by a woman's thighs I didn't realize it was based in it's based in from this film that's where that's yeah I guess it's so cool when you find something that you kind of know about that you had no idea about (laughs) the origins yeah she's pretty cool she kind of reminds me of the unofficial uh Bond film lady what was her name yeah, Volpe. yeah. Well, not Volpe. Um, that one. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. But it's made me realise that I kind of have a particular, like, the villains I have loved most. Oh, there's a cat in here again. Oh, where do they keep coming from? <laughs> Is it one oh, of yours? 
I think there's like a cat hatch under the bed and they just like mm. appear. I love a femme fatale. I love dark haired, violent women. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of into them as well, to be honest. <laughs> she was, um, you know, yeah, she was. She was just, oh, it's going to kill me that I can't remember her mm. name. Um, Pirate woman. But they both had that yeah. going on. It was the, the, the joy that they take. And the costumes, like, again, it's all to do that beauty, like, both of them have these incredible curated looks that they're yeah. wearing and take great pleasure from inflicting pain and the the joy of sex yeah. kind of thing. Like they like like all of it is an amazing experience. It's, she's super cool. Uh mystery person uses the ID card to get into uh, an aircraft demonstration. Bond finds dead Navy guy on the boat realizes what is what's going on and jumps onto a speedboat to get to the demonstration. <clears throat> That's my blush. That's it. On a top. Um yeah. I've written here so on a top's wearing like um a hat with like big ornate feather mm. on it. And she stood next to the Admiral and the Admiral salutes and when he does it he whips her feather back and it wobbles for ages at the, oh, top, okay. of the top of the scene. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on the top kills a couple of pilots as they're walking out uh, in uniform to fly the Tiger helicopter. Um, so her and mystery guy walk out to take the helicopter. Bond arrives and tries to fight his way to the helicopter, but it's stopped by some carts. And the helicopter just flies off. <laughs> and everyone, you don't really see, like, it just flies off. And the whole crowd are like, oh, look at the new helicopter flying off. And then you don't see their look of confusion. I'll, you would have thought they would let that scene go on for a few more seconds when they was like, hang on, it's not coming back. <laughs> but they don't do it. I think that's why I missed the fact that it, that that is what had happened. Mm. I thought that, I thought it was meant to fly away. So I was a bit like, I was like, why has everyone come to watch those two fly <laughs> off to somewhere in a helicopter? Yeah. Um, Satellite dish compound somewhere cold. Savernia, I think they call it. Savernia. I'm going to see if I can get this done in one minute and eight seconds. Russian hackers, Boris and Talia, hacking into the FBI. Seems like for fun. Boris goes for a cigarette whilst Natalia goes for a cup of tea. Don't you think it's weird that they smoke at the moment? I kind of know why he does now, but, mm. but like it's weird to smoke out. I would have thought in those kind of weathers they would have an indoor smoking area somewhere or just smoke at their desks yeah because it was that era wasn't it yeah um the general requests an unscheduled test of golden eye the major unlocks a safe two keys and a large ruby um gives it to the general at which point on a top shoots everyone in the room with a machine gun and she's clearly getting off on it she's bloody loving it <laughs> General on on a top used the keys and the ruby to start up GoldenEye and set a target for Savernia or Savania. One of the half-dead soldiers hits an alarm. Natalia was in the kitchen, shits herself and does a run through the vents. On a top shoots at the vents and says, It's clean. I had to ventilate someone. On a top and the general do a runner in the helicopter. And I put down that now that I assume they're in full control of GoldenEye, but by the end of it. I think there's a second golden eye, so the first one blew up or something. I don't know. 
I I I don't really know. It was kind of lost on me that Goldeneye was even like uh, a satellite until I heard it in another podcast where they make the quite interesting point that Tina Turner, Tina Tina Turner, that when Tina Turner sings about Goldeneye and she's all like Goldeneye's soft beautiful breath is oh satellite is a person. Yeah. Okay. Which is a good point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bond's in London. He meets the new yeah. money penny. No lever door. No lever door. She is dressed in an evening dress. She was out on a date when she got called in. Bond does his best to chat her up, but she deflects his passes. Uh, Bond says, Whatever would I do without you, money penny? Oh, that's not bad. That was higher. Yeah, it's a bit greenback. <laughs> what? What would I ever do without you? Money Penny says, as far as I remember, James, you've never had me. Ooh, it's a burn. Then she mentions sexual harassment. Bond heads into the situation room. Some dude catches him up, um, starts slagging off the new M by calling her the evil queen of numbers. Uh, turns out M stood behind him. Uh, she don't really give a shit. Uh, they have an no, image like, of. I want, I've heard. Hmm. It's like, if I want to hear sarcasm, I'll go and talk to my children. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. A really good line. They have an image of the helicopter at the satellite base. Uh, they're watching the live footage of the area when Goldeneye kicks in um, and wipes out the base. We don't really see. It. They're looking at the satellite images and it just goes to flash white and you don't see anything. Um, Goldeneye seems to make everything electrical explode. It doesn't just wipe electrical stuff out. Natalia is diving under tables and under a staircase to dodge explosions around her. Um, there was a couple of planes that were scrambled when um, the alarm went off at the base, and they get caught into the caught into the uh, laser as well and explode. Mi six live feed cuts out. One of the planes crash lands into the satellite building. More explosions. Natalia survives and now has to crawl through the vents once again to get out of the collapsing building. She was never in the vent. What? She was never in the vent. Why not? Because she went into the kitchen and she's like, and then the things all start exploding and she looks up at the vent and she's like, oh, and you can see her clocking that she's going to get in it. Then um, on a top comes in and sees that the screws have been messed with. So she starts shooting it and she's like, oh, ventilator thingy thingy. And then when it goes back to the kitchen, the reason that Natalia isn't shot to death is because she she didn't go up the vent. She was hiding in the kitchen cupboard the whole time. Oh, so she tried she? to go in the vent and she couldn't and she went in the cupboard and that's why she wasn't shot to death. That's how she's managed to escape. And that's why Onatop thinks that she is dead because she wasn't ah. actually in the ventilator. Oh, okay. Um, Fair dues. Um, MO6 has three satellites knocked out. Uh, they see the aftermath of the explosion, talk about the existence of Goldeneye and who could have access to this base. Bond spots Natalia on a satellite image staggering out of the base uh bond is now in m's office it's swanky and i don't like um, it yeah it's swanky and i don't like it either (laughs) and i I did make a note about that whole conversation between bond and m and um and the other person like it was that's where we start seeing proper espionage you start seeing oh oh, because the other thing is of course this new the i always forget mi6 right (laughs) it's in the voxel like where it actually is in voxel so everything is like 
like it really is in real life and when they're having that conversation it really does give you like a really it felt like an insight into what that might actually really be like like conversations happening around information that's unfolding in front of them and making decisions it felt like a real job just rather than some guy lucking out happening to be in a health spa and spotting some guy (laughs) 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 yeah it it was um slightly more realistic i guess yeah um em addresses the fact that bond doesn't like her uh, that people think she's just an accountant. She points out she doesn't like him either. Uh, she thinks he's a sexist, misogynist dinosaur. Uh, she says she hasn't got a problem sending the man out to die, but only if she has to. Tells him to go and stop Goldeneye. However, not to make the mission personal with the death of 006. Um, Which is a really good insight into his, like he does, past. like he loves the yeah. person. Yeah, yeah. As Bond leaves, she does say, Bond, come back alive. <laughs> oh, so she's got a tender side after all. <laughs> yeah. I liked that. So a lot of the kind of the critique I've been, the critique I've been listening to, it's on the other podcast. <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> really hate that she does this complete about turn. You know, in one minute, she's like addressing all the things that have been wrong in all the other films and then undermines herself. But I think she's like, she's, she was being a boss and then being a person afterwards yeah. kind of thing, really, wasn't she? Her um, character is insanely good. Yeah. She is freaking amazing. And her eyes are jewels. So you broke up a lot then, what did you say? Something <laughs> about jewels? I said, she is freaking amazing and her eyes are like jewels. Oh, okay. I was just having a moment of Judy Dench appreciation. <laughs> Um, the general was now having a meeting blaming Siberian separatists for the detonation of Goldeneye over uh, Slovenia. I don't know how to say that okay. name. I'm going to go Slovenia. Okay. And it says he will resign. But the Russian defence minister asked about the two missing technicians from the satellite compound. He says he can't resign. He has to find them. So the general wasn't, didn't know there was a, a second technician. And then we're in Q's lab. This was an awesome scene. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I've just... Q's back. Q is, is still back. alive. He Not is for much longer, striving. but he is alive. He's leaping about. Um, Q pulls up in an electric wheelchair with his leg in plaster. Um, <laughs> Bond says, morning, morning, Q. No, I can't do it. Sorry about the leg. Skiing? Morning, Q. Morning, Q. <laughs> Morning, Q. Q shoots a rocket out of the plastered leg and misses the target, though. But he says he's he's hunting. Shows Bond his new BMW Z3. Um, one of the first Bond cars to be kind of affordable, to be honest. Might get one. <laughs> one day. <laughs> says it has all the usual refinements, including stinger missiles behind the headlights. Bond says, excellent. <laughs> I can't do it. Excellent. Excellent. Just, just a just thing. Just a thing to wind. Unwind after a heavy day at the office. That's no good. I'll work on it. Just, it's not, you're doing too much gravel, not enough breath. Yeah. It it's like a hazy. Yeah. yeah. It's like a whisper. <laughs> A whisper of a summer's day. 
He says, may I remind you, you have a license to kill, not to break the traffic laws. <laughs> Slake, you! <laughs> uh, she's showing Bondi's new belt with a 75-foot grappling hook device built into the buckle that can support one person. I'm sure that'll be important later. When in the background, a worker goes into a BT phone box to make a phone call. I've noted down, haven't they got desk phones? Uh, But when he picks up the phone, he gets trapped in the box by an expanding balloon, which made me laugh. It's quite funny. Just in the background. It's a brilliant scene because, first of all, I was like, I got the BT phone. Whenever you see an old phone box in films, yeah. it's always the red phone boxes. Yeah, so yeah. just seen one of those pro- those proper nineties, two thousands. That one, was yeah. a really great moment. But then also, I rewound and froze that scene maybe fifteen times because I was trying to get a good shot of the plane ticket because that's where he's showing him the plane ticket at that moment. Yeah. yeah. The noise of the balloon blowing up, like, yeah, I feel like, I got, yeah. I don't think I could tell you what the noise was, but if I ever heard it in the future, that scene would come to my mind straight away because I heard that noise. <laughs> it was really cool. Yeah. I've also said that Q and Bond like exchange a few little quips together, and at one point Q laughs so hard that he does I've a little made... nose sport. Yeah, well, I've made a note of that. I swear they broke broke character. I think they um, did. It's coming it up so there. Cute. So he shows Bond a pen, clicks it three times to set up a four-second fuse grenade. Bond arms the grenades and then asks Q how long it how long the fuse was again. Q disarms the grenade and tells Bond to grow up. Bond mentions the pen is mightier than the sword, and Q says, Thanks to me, they're right. Okay. Q then demonstrates the pen on Fred the dummy. Uh, as he walks over to the dummy, the phone box is being wheeled out in the background with the guy still stuck in it going, (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the dummy explodes. Q turns around, points at Bond and says, don't say it, and walks back over to Bond. Bond says, the writing's on the wall? Then Q breaks character a bit, laughing, as he says, along with the rest of him. And then if you look at Brosnan, he's trying so hard to stay in character he's got his big grin on his face but i reckon they had a really good time there i think they, they seem like they were getting on really well there's n- there is nothing funnier than grown men giggling yeah <laughs> yeah that's right as q asks bond to return some of the equipment in good condition a guy accidentally shoots himself across the room in an ejector seat in the background again bond inspecting a blt roll trying to find out what the gadget is Q shouts, don't touch that. It's my lunch. <laughs> yeah. That's the end of the Q scene. It was really good. Great scene. Um, I didn't look up if that was, if you were supposed to laugh during that scene, but I assume no, it seemed very natural. It was just cracked up a little bit. It just I thought it was quite good that they kept it little, in. Little yeah. Yeah. And then we're at a Russian airport. <clears throat> yup, yup, yup. Bomb meets an American CIA agent. Bond says secret code phrase, but but CIA agent can't be asked and tells him to get in the car. Bond pulls a gun on him and demands to see a tattoo that he should have. He does. Bond's happy. CIA game is CIA guy's name is Jack Wade. And I I guess there won't be another Felix as he's only got one leg now. Maybe Q can make him a robot leg. Yeah, and like he could do back office work, surely. And like Bond can still like chat to him. Yeah, I, I, th- this guy sounded. If I hadn't looked up and looked at him, 
I, I thought he was Gremlin's dad. He's got the same voice as that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's that kind of guy. That Chicago y mm. kind of accent. I Jack gets his Jimmy, Jimbo. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Jack gets his piece of shit car running with a sledgehammer. And then they go and see a guy named Valentin Kostowski for information. Bond knows him and gave him a limp. Uh, like on. Natalia talks her way into a PC supply store, pretending she's going to buy a load of computers, uh, but only if she can test one of them. Uh, what she's actually doing is uh, using a computer to track and speak to Boris. Boris tells her it's not safe. No one can be trusted and to meet her in a church. She goes to the church. Turns out he can't be trusted. <laughs> she tries to run her, gets stopped by Boris and on a top. Now she realizes that Boris is working for the other side. Naughty Boris. Naughty, naughty boy. Boris. So on Boris, mm. Alan Cummings, who I only really ever knew from um well I didn't even watch it but that I think it was like a BBC two series in the 90s it's called Flying High or something like that when he played an air steward okay that was like my only proper cultural reference of him and then like he turned up in like um Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion which I always found odd I had no idea he was in a Bond film at all because mm. I'd always kind of like wondered how American audiences had found effectively a dweeby Scottish guy, like right. how he ever ended up in, in any of those films. It blew my mind that he was in this. Yeah. And, I, oh, and okay. I love him in it. Like his character is, like he's really cliched. Hmm. But at the time, like you say, it's like the internet's only just starting to come into effect. And actually this, this was probably the start of the cliché as opposed to yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> mainframes um, and shit. invented it. Yeah. yeah. I thought he was, he's, he's a brilliant character. I love that. He's got that same thing. I think is like the Woody Allen casino Royale bond. You know, he's like the little short dweeby guy. Yeah. Trying to yeah, take sure. his, like show what he's capable of. Mm-hmm. I am invincible. Yeah. Like he's a new type of power. Um, yeah. Okay. I can do that. It's just a bit of a cock. All right, let's power through some of this because there's some loads and loads here. Oh, okay. Bond puts Bond puts his gun to the back of Valentine's head. Valentine recognizes the sound of the PPK. He acknowledges that there are only three men he knows that use that weapon, and that he's killed two of them. Um, then Bond gets a gun pointed at his head. I was kind of thinking about that. What's so special about that PPK? Because Bond didn't even want one when he was giving it to him back in the first movie. Mm. And if only three people use it, it must be shit. Uh, I do not know. Okay. Well, think about it. I'll Google. I'll Google. Valentine, Valentine identifies Bond to his goons and says, shaken but not disturbed. They all laugh, which means the goons didn't know who this guy was, but they do know how he likes to have his drinks paid. Bond insults the singer on stage and Valentine shoots the chair Bond sitting on between his legs because it's his mistress. Uh, Bond asks for a favour. Valentine laughs. Bond explains he shot Valentine in the knee to avoid having to kill him in the past. Uh, Valentine starts shooting the chair again. Bond stops him and says, 4pm, Q, 
Kirov's funeral parlor. There's a deal going down for some C4 for cash. Bond said Valentin could keep the cash. C4 go get arrested in exchange for this. Bond wants Valentin to set up a meeting with Giannis and to tell, excuse me, and to tell him Bond's asking about the chopper. So is this the whole scene where um <laughs> is this what we call train, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mini driver? I was I thought it was, but I thought it was no. Mini driver. Was it? Oh god. Yes. How weird mm. is that? Very weird. Um very weird because she was in like a cowboy outfit. Yeah. Singing an American song, but as a Russian. Yes. Is that right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Very strange. <laughs> It was really odd, and it started to make me think. I know we want to really go through this, but um, like, I I really enjoyed this film and had a lot of moments of like Mini Driver, Robbie Coltrane. Like, we're finally at a stage <laughs> yeah. where it's like, yeah, references I get, people I know, and I really enjoyed it. And yeah. then I, I I don't know whether it's only really possible to completely get a film if you are of the generation that it was aimed at at the time I, and whether the films prior to this would have been good if we had just been born earlier or whether filmmaking has just got so much better recently anyway that that that, that older films could have benefited from the cleverness and the knowingness of what we have mm. now I don't know um, and I wonder if there were lots of other of those mini driver moments in other films that we just didn't get because we're just not who the film was made for, which is yeah, which is a crying totally. shame because this means the whole scoring system is completely unfair. No, it's not. Everyone <laughs> that liked those old films is dead. We don't worry about it. Doesn't <laughs> <laughs> mean they can't be good films, Lee. <laughs> no, I think you're absolutely right. I was looking forward to this era since the beginning because I wasn't really. I was appreciating like the stunts and stuff like that, but it wasn't connecting to any of the old, older movies. One because of the actors, unrecognizable actors, but also um, I couldn't tell if the older films, if when when they're just having interactions with other people, if that's how people actually were, or if that's just put on because that's how it was in the book, mm-hmm. yeah, or yeah. what it was going on. I couldn't. I couldn't believe that's how people used to be because it was only what's it been thirty, less than thirty years between this film and the first film. Yeah. So, how much things have changed in yeah. that short period? And that and that is beautiful. We said this a while ago. Like it really feels like the whole. It's really great to have a series of films like this. Like I don't think I'm ever going to enjoy Bond films, but now as an entire catalogue as a, as a museum of the shifts in cultural history this yeah. is, you couldn't have anything better because you're trying to take one fixed thing through all of these different times and showing how that reflects and that's like mm. a beautiful example to kind of keep having and this particular scene like you almost don't need it but it's like a brilliant little piece of so you've got like the madness of mini driver in the background singing her heart out the bit where they're um they're being sh- like he, uh, robbie coltrane keeps shooting at the yeah. chair that he's sitting on and they're like great little like shots but honestly bond it's the first time where bond looks like fearful yeah like, he's panicked yeah just hopping he's around panicked, and you never see bond <laughs> panicked and he no. is hopping around and it's like there is like proper comedy and like some really clever black back and forth dialogue it's not just like plot points being iterated for the sake mm. of getting to the next scene there's some like full-on banter it's really funny it's a really really cool scene 
hopefully we'll get to see more of uh, Valentine. I do. Um, yeah, because he's, you know, I hope so. To be honest, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll talk about it after right, it comes okay. into the movie, actually. But anyway, Bond's having a swim, gets out of the pool, catches on the top, spying on him, takes him into a steam room. Oh, he has a gun on her at first. Uh, they start hooking up, but she gets very violent, bites his lip. He throws her against a wall. She tries to crush him <laughs> again. Uh, he throws her against another wall. They start kissing again. Then she attacks him again. So he throws her onto some hot stones in the steam room. Then throws a bucket at a dude coming in to help. Then body slams her onto a marble floor. <laughs> and that should have killed her. It was like from the stones, fall over the shoulder, body slam to onto a marble floor. Bond gets his gun back and tells her to take him to Yanas. Yeah, um, there was like... Again, like a proper sense of danger in this. Yeah. Like him gliding through the water and her kind of like creeping, like you could, it, there was a proper tension and build yeah. up. Like, and the, the feeling of her being there and him almost being, um, he's so vulnerable because he's in the water, but he knows he is like one. And again, like a proper, because it all, like all the kind of the, the times before where Bond. Like thinking back to those early ones where like Connery's in the car and he's being followed from the airport, but it turns out he really did know he was being followed the whole time. Mm-hmm. But it just feels like he could have taken people out at the beginning. But this is like, you know, he all Pierce Brosnan always has this awareness around him of what his surroundings are and how to act out at any point. Yeah, he's, he's like actually trained, well, <laughs> yeah. reacting. And yeah. burning her ass on the sauna was <laughs> on point. Yeah. <laughs> So she does take him to see Yanis. Um, she drives him there. He then thanks her for a lovely evening and karate chops her on the back of the neck and knock her out. He walks into a large scrapyard of Soviet statues, a lot of them being from the actual title sequence. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Then Yanis walks out of the shadows and, ooh, it's 006, Alec. He's not dead. He's freaking 006. It floored me. I, mean, I'm yeah, I knew it was coming, but yeah. yeah. I kind of like, forgotten all of it until it's as it was revealing itself on the screen. I was just remembering it, you know. Again, the other podcasts are like, well, clearly Sean Bean isn't going to come in for a two-minute scene and that be that. But I was like yeah. proper hooked in. I was like, they're good mates. James Bond is going to go like it's like it's classic Bond. He's going to go out and he's going to mm-hmm. like retaliate for the sake of his pal. Totally. When, when he came back, I'm like, no, <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so as he walks out of the shadows, he's got a very large scar on his face. And then I started thinking that maybe, just maybe, he was going to be the new Blofeld. He had the same scar that the original Blofeld had hey. down the side of his face. I've written down here. I wonder if they're setting him up to be the new Blofeld. It would be awesome. Uh, Bond asks how MI6 didn't... Well, I carried on thinking at that point. I wonder if he was, because he's a very good actor. And, yeah. You know, no, they don't put very good actors in those positions of being the bad guy in movies, but I was just thinking, I wonder at one point if he was, if they were setting him up. But it would have been kind yeah. of like a reboot of the character. Not that they haven't done that 10 times, but still. Uh, Bond asks how MI6 didn't know his parents were Russian. 
006 said they did know. But like James, they were both both orphans. 006 not happy about Bond setting up the timers for three minutes in the opening scene. Uh, Bond gets a dart in his neck and passes out. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Bond wakes um, up with... Uh-huh. <laughs> the home is what I was waiting for. Quick, quick, quick Fleming fact for you. Mm. So... Last week, I was saying that was the last uh, title that was taken <laughs> from Fleming. Except, except this one. So then I was telling Stu, and Stu was like, well, GoldenEye is a Fleming title. It's the name of his house. Of course, it's a Fleming title. I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, it's the name of his house in Jamaica, I think, somewhere. And um, and I Googled it, and he was right. That is the name of the house. And I was like, oh, I must have. Like, I was like, well, don't trust my facts. Like, they're not. anyway last week's really was the last fleming title taken from a fact his house is called goldeneye was nicknamed goldeneye that this film was named after fleming's house it's not it's a completely independent it's not a story based on anything that fleming had written about it's not taken from his novel why is his house called goldeneye but it is named after fleming's house just it's just a cool bond name that he made up but that's all it uh, is. It's just the name of his house that, has, that sounds a bit Bondy, and they've used that as the film, and then made it okay. from that. <laughs> Fair enough. Fleming fact. Was it the last house he ever named? It was the last house he ever had. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I made that <laughs> up. He might have had others, didn't he? Bond wakes up with Natalia screaming at him. They're both tied into a cockpit of the Tiger helicopter. A helicopter turns on and starts shooting its missiles. The missiles turn in midair and now headed back towards the helicopter. Bond headbutts the ejector seat button and they are launched into the air and parachute to safety. Bond uh, says, Sorry. The, thing, the things we do for frequent flyer mileage. I can't do it. It's going to be hard, this one. You... you- Less throat. Do it again. Do it again. But really, don't use your throat. Use it's all here. Things we do for frequent fire flyer mileage. That's <laughs> Nearly. good. That's good. Yeah. Bond calls Natalia out for being at Savernia, whatever it's called. She denies it until Bond points out her watch broke at the exact time the EMP went off. Ministry of Defense, Defense comes in and argues with Bond. Natalia grasses up the general for jacking Goldeneye and killing everyone. The general comes in, tries to take over the investigation. The Minister of Defence is not having his bullshit, so the general shoots the Ministry of Defence and the guards with Bond's gun. Empties it, gives it back to Bond, trying to set Bond up. Natalia throws a chair at the general and Bond lays him out and a couple of guards. Then Bond and Natalia do a runner. How long How long had Natalia been wearing that watch when it wasn't actually even working? Why didn't she just take it off ages ago? Maybe it's a nice watch. It's good it's fixed. Not in the time. <laughs> yeah, but you can get them fixed. I don't know how you get a watch fixed that's been hit by an EMP, but I'm sure, <laughs> sure there's specialists out there. Mind <laughs> <laughs> you, if it was affected by an EMP, it would have to be a digital watch. And if we're talking early, if we're talking nineties, it's only going to be a Casio or something, isn't it? You know, one of those calculator you know? watches. He does come back for another film, Robbie Coltrane. Oh, okay, cool. Bond runs down a couple of hallways, killing no less than 14 Russian soldiers <laughs> with a machine gun 
<laughs> you still do Wilhelm screams for this. You're yeah. gonna have to do fourteen in a row there. No, if, if I mention like a group of killings like that, I just put one. I did in one of okay. the early episodes start doing loads of them, but I didn't like it. Okay. Running through a library, soldiers are now shooting at Bond and Natalia as they run across the first floor walkways. Bond takes off his belt and wraps it around his hand, looks at Natalia and says, Trust me. They start running. Is that better? Or worse? Let's throw. Trust me. Trust That's me. That's it. That's it. They start running again. Still being shot at, part of the floor gives way and Natalia is captured. Bond keeps running, kills three more soldiers, then uses his belt to grapple hook and swing across the open part of the library and jump through a window to the tanks outside. He sees Natalia being taken to a car by the general and so Bond takes a tank and chases him through the streets of Russia. And I've put, this is kind of fucking awesome. They try to lose him down narrow lanes but he's in a fucking tank man he drives straight through the walls <laughs> usually in a in a chase scene bonds in like he's the one like in a little car and something's after him or yeah yeah um, you know so so to see him in this like great big bit of kit like mowing mm. like coming to mow you down it was powerful like the first <laughs> awesome. bit where he comes through the wall i was like yeah oh! <laughs> i into it and I know he's just come out of hospital. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love the way the, the tank was going at full speed. He was doing like almost like handbrake turns in it, like sliding yeah. it sideways. It was just sliding across the concrete and then like leveling out. It was really good. And every now and again, his head would pop out. Yeah, having a quick to look. Check where he is quickly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he starts getting chased by the cops and the army. Bond turns around and starts chasing them. Uh, the reversing soldiers. Jeeps crash into oncoming police cars and everyone does a runner just before Bond drives straight through the lava. He's now back on the tail of the general. General thinks he loses Bond on a busy roundabout, but Bond just straight up drives through the middle of a Perrier truck, destroying it, and then driving right through the middle of the roundabout, destroying a massive statue. With... <laughs> and a giant statue of a Pegasus lands on top of the tank, but he carries on going. They go under a low bridge, knocking the Pegasus off of the tank, which lands on two pursuing police cars. General Natalia get into an armoured train with on a top. 006 is on board. It, that was a really cool, different car chase. Yeah. I guess that was a yeah. car chase. Yeah, that's the car chase. Very good. And um, I didn't write it down, but uh, halfway through... Oh, right. So when the Pegasus lands on the two police cars, they keep going. And Bond stops for a minute when he sees um, the car heading off to the train or whatever. And the two police cars crash into the back of the tank. And Bond just takes a moment to like kind of step up out of the tank, look behind him to see like, what the crash was, and then sit back yeah. down and straighten up his tie and carry on. <laughs> Very Roger Moore. That was really good. He's so suave. <laughs> 006 gets a bit weird with Natalia, explaining that he and 007 used to share everything. I mean everything. And starts stroking her hair. Yeah. 006 tries to force himself on her. She slaps him. He hears an alarm going off. Uh, the alarm's going off because Bond's tank is on the railway tracks ahead of the train. Bond shoots the cannon off the tank at the train before jumping out. The train hits the tank and derails. As 006 and on the top recover from the crash, Bond is already on board. 
uh, 006 says, why can't you just be a good boy and die? <laughs> and then Bond's got a really good line because on the top's laying there as well. He says, you first. Then looks over at on the top and says, and you second. I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> the general comes in with a gun pointed at Natalia. 006 tries to talk his way out of the situation. Bond is having none of it. Bond ends up shooting the general, letting 006 and on the top escape. Bond and Natalia are locked in the armoured train. They have three minutes before it blows up. Natalia is using the computer to track where Boris is. Someone at some point, I've written down, I don't know who says it though, I think it might have been uh, Alec. He says, and we will have more money than God. Oh, God he hasn't got much money. money. Um, I don't think so. I don't think he needs it. I don't think he's a cash carrier. I mean, if he's got money, it's cash. He won't have an account. No. Yeah, true. You, you don't think he's an okay <laughs> kind of guy? No. No, A couple of fifties yeah. for an emergency. Yeah. I always carry cash. Do you carry cash? Uh, yeah, I do. Hasn't happened in a long time, but I always used to carry cash in case the card machine went down in a pub. Because it used to happen now and again back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> so what we have, every year we would put all of our loose coins all our shrapnel into a jar and then that would be the kids our money when we go on holiday uh-huh. and like it used to be like like handfuls of coins and now they're lucky mm. if they get like 20p each <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i'd chuck mine in the drawer at my desk until it gets up to a tenner and then i change it up in the two work. Uh, clever. uh bond cuts through the floor with his laser gun uh, she gets Boris's location. He's in Cuba. And with seconds to spare, the train blows up. Natalia, do you destroy every vehicle you get into? Mm-hmm. Bond says, standard operating procedure. How's that? Is that good? No, good. Right. Yeah. yeah. Then they hook up. Hooking up outside a train. Mm-hmm. No, not the same. Bond is now on his head free in the Caribbean. Almost gets a plane land on him. Jack's in it. Gives him a cue. Uh, Jack gives Bond a gift from Q. Uh, he takes the car and leaves Bond with the plane to get to Cuba. Bond and Natalia spend the night banging on the beach <laughs> before going to Cuba. So close to a boat. Yeah, they fly. <laughs> they fly over an area in Cuba looking for a large satellite dish. They can't see one. A plane gets shot by a missile that comes out of the water. Uh, the plane crashes the jungle. Bond pulls unconscious Natalia out of the plane before blacking out himself. When Bond wakes up, this is a pretty cool scene. He's kind of shot very well. Uh, so when he wakes up, he can see a helicopter hovering above him with someone coming down the rope. And he's very disorientated. He's just been unconscious for many hours again, I imagine. Um, but it's on a top. She comes down on the rope and beats the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think it's someone to save him or something. Uh, Natalia tries to help as Onatop has Bond in the rib-crushing move again. Uh, Onatop headbutts her and tells her to wait her turn. Bond grabs a machine gun and shoots the helicopter, killing the pilot off the helicopter, and a chopper falls away. And the chopper crashes, but not before pulling Onatop away on the rope she... It's not really abseiling, is it? However, she got down, sliding down the road. Uh, getting her caught in some tree branches and crushing and killing her. What did Bond say? Nope, gone. She always did like a good squeeze. I've lost it again. Uh, no, no, that was all right. That was all right. It was a great <laughs> shit. 
006 tells Boris to prep the dish, which comes out of the water. 006 sees Bond on camera getting onto the giant satellite, satellite dish, sends the army to kill him. 006 is targeting London with the Golden Eye attack. Bond gets caught in the secret satellite base, but not before setting up some explosives by some fuel tanks. Natalia sneaks into the control room and tries to hack in. Bond is taken to 006. He takes Bond's gadgets, even his watch, and turns off the explosives by remote. He kind of like, he looks at his own watch and he's like, oh, Q's upgraded the watches. It's pretty good. 006's plan is to, is, 006's plan, oh, right, I'll see what I've written there. I'll cut this bit out. 006 is planning. When we get to the bit, there's a bit where I think maybe it's, oh, I don't know who does it, but two people have to put keys in at the same time. Mm. I want to comment on that. Okay. I feel like that might have already happened. Oh, damn. So comment on it. Now? (laughs) Just that he says, they put their keys in, he's like, on my count of three three two one and they do it but no one in the history of doing that countdown has not like qualified that with a are we doing it on the one or are we yeah. doing it after the one like, i feel like boris would have said that yeah absolutely Very boris thing to say. yeah 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 good point thank you you're welcome <laughs> 006 is planning to hack into the bank of england and clear it out Plus delete all the credit information causing a market crash just before blowing up London with Goldeneye. And then there will be riches and gold. Yeah. Oh, is that when he says it? Maybe. Yeah. Natalia has been found, attacks Boris. Boris says she's a moron and can't can't do anything. But then the alarm starts sounding off and Boris is trying to stop Goldeneye from re-entering the atmosphere. Boris is trying to fix what Natalia has done. At the same time, he's fidgeting with Q's pen. Bond is keeping an eye on how many times Boris is clicking the pen. How did he get the pen? Um, 006 took all the shit off of Bond and left it on the desk by Boris's desk. Ah, yes, yes, yeah. yes. Right, I... Right, okay, thank you. <laughs> Boris loses Boris loses it and starts shouting at Natalia, asking what she's done. And then he clicks the pen three times. Bond smacks the pen out of his hand, grabs Natalia, and does a runner into a lift as the pen blows up, blowing up the control room. Many people die. <laughs> I put down, I would guess, about 20 people. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a lot, lot of death in this one. Uh, Bond runs up to the transmitter dish to destroy it. Uh, 006 chases him. They're shooting at each other. Uh, Bond damages the gears in the dish engine room, stopping it from getting into the right position. Uh, Then they have a pretty goddamn good fight scene, 006 and 007. A very close-up shot fight scene. Looked kind of real. Looked really good. I liked it. Good work, guys. I know you've written down like way too much fighty fighty, but bloody amazing. Yeah, proper digs in the stomach and proper Mm. punches kind of thing. Yeah, very good. Uh, 006 gets gets a gun on Bond, but Bond drops through a trap door and falls falls for a fire escape. Oh, yeah, he kind of he drops through a trap door and he's kind of like on a fire escape ladder that slides down to the, the bottom of the transmitter. So that was good. Boris pissed off as Goldeneye re-enters the atmosphere, destroying it. 006 comes down the ladder. They have a bit of a ladder fight. 
then they're fighting at the bottom of the transmitter. Uh, a helicopter comes down with Natalia holding the pilot at gunpoint. 006 gets distracted by this and Bond kicks him off the transmitter but catches him by the foot. Uh, they have a last glancing look at each other and 006 says to James... For England? Know? Yeah. For England, says, James? No. For me. Drops 006 a long way down onto a dish and I put doesn't look dead. And then I thought, right, 006 is going to be a wheelchaired up Blofeld, the Scarface, yeah, yeah, yeah. hates Bond, just wants to kill Bond kind of thing, you know? But then moments moments later, uh, it's not to be. Bond jumps on, hangs onto the helicopter as they fly away, satellite base blows up, and then the transmitter falls onto 006, who wasn't dead, now is. Yeah. You get like a, a shot. As the transmitter's falling onto the dish, you get like a like the cameras at the bottom of the transmitter just zooming like goes straight into 006's face as he's going, yeah. No <laughs> Boris survives the explosions and is celebrating uh being invincible when a vat of liquid nitrogen bursts and freezes it. <laughs> Bond and Natalia hook up. Bond says, Relax. There's no one around for 25 miles. But then Jack turns up. Turns out they're surrounded by Marines. That was really yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah. like, that was like a, a two foot away from them, weren't they? <laughs> they're just surrounded by these little hidden Marines and like little piles of straw where they were just about to get jiggy with it. Yeah. And he calls her darling. Oh, then? He does it then? Yeah. That's good. The end. Uh, no soup, no dates, no belly dancing, no hooking up on a boat. There's absolutely no time for soup in this movie. It was all action, man. Yeah. It's just like a John Woo no kind eating. of thing. No is eating. You, which is actually a bit of a shame because, because Bond is about food. It is that appreciation thing. It's like the books are definitely full of like amazing food references. He's like a connoisseur of women and action and cars and food and drink and gambling and all the you think he's a foodie all the day for me things he's definitely a foodie you saw his kitchen oh yeah i wonder if we ever see his house again and if he's like remodeled it i bet (laughs) for sure for sure there's going to be a craig film where he's got like an all-white kitchen with all the appliances and he will be cooking for a woman and he'll like dish up some amazing dish and she'll be all like, oh, James, I didn't know you could... There is one of the Craig films. Mm. I don't really remember them, but there's one where like everything goes to shit in the UK. Can't really remember what happens, but he's in a little cottage and he's definitely making food. It might be soup. He's like yes. there with a woman, I can't remember who, someone, and he's like prepping some food. And like, he's in a little cottage with like no electric and stuff. It's got to be soup, isn't it? Or yeah. stew or something. Why? So Daniel Craig's in a cottage making soup, and that's a Bond film. Yeah, for two hours. <laughs> oh, man, when are these films going to get shortened <laughs> two hours? Like, I'm enjoying this, but... <laughs> making the soup from scratch. First, you make the stock. <laughs> you want to take the carcass of your chicken. <laughs> yeah. Jamie Oliver is the next Bond. 
Yeah. No, I don't know. I can't really remember. I just remember him hiding out in some cottage in the middle of nowhere. Okay. Anyway, um, what do you think of this movie? How many money pennies are you giving it? How many money pennies are you going to give this movie? I am giving this five money pennies. Five again? Yeah. Two weeks in a row. Yeah. Yeah, I really like Bond. I'm Bond's biggest fan. I really okay. like this film. I, it's everything I didn't realise I was waiting for Bond to be. And if it's just because it is a product of my childhood, then ugh, I'm a bit ashamed of myself because I would like to just appreciate something for it being good, not just because I get it. But it, it was it, it did have everything. It was funny. It was shocking and high octane and and Piers Brosnan is actually epic. Yeah, he's very good. Very good. Um, yeah, I'm giving it five as well. Hey! I like oh. this movie. It reminds me of... You haven't even mentioned A simpler time. No. No. And I won't bother now, but there were so many levels in that game that I was just like... I knew the game better than I knew the movie. Mm-hmm. And... Um, there's so many levels in that game. It's like, oh, like including the library and obviously the dam is that's like the first level of the game, and that's the one everyone played to death for like speed runs and stuff like that. Excellent game, but not rating the game, rating the movie. <laughs> He's a great bond. Mm-hmm. Very good bond. And this is mm-hmm. only his first movie. Mm-hmm. Um it just feels nice not to see racism and women being slapped around and it's a relief isn't it yeah it really is that's waiting for these films to come to this point for so long (laughs) i can actually start enjoying these without (laughs) being worried anymore action was spot on tank stuff was amazing um not really he didn't get to use the bmw but i remember a later movie where it gets kind of ridiculous. So we'll see where it goes. I really like his look, actually. He's like, he he's very um, British good looking. You know, he hasn't got the big American white teeth and the kind of the superhero yeah. looks to him. He's not um, British though, is he? He's Irish, right? He's Irish. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Wow, okay, cool so we're giving it a 10, um, but I'm putting it <laughs> under her Madge, which is also okay. a 10. All righty. Yeah, fair enough. And we will have a conversation later about objectively the best things and personal favourites. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bon girl. Who's the bon girl? Natalia, I suppose. Bon girl was Natalia. She was great. Um, she was fine. She was she, just fine. she worked hard. Well, but she intercepted stuff. She did get in there with the coding. She sorted some shit out. They worked together on stuff. She was she was pig facey. Like she yeah, I suppose so. For the for the She's sake no of face, not out right? of love, just she was no pig face. But she I didn't make her climb a mountain naked. No, she did. Well, I mean, I might give her a bonus point for keeping her clothes on. Oh, yeah, she did keep it. I know she didn't. On the beach before Cuba, she was bikinied up. 
Um, I'm hovering okay. between Pussy Galore and Titania. Q Bond Boy, Pan Short Hair, and Luke. All oh, right, okay. I would say she's better than Triple X. Yeah. 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 I don't think. Do you reckon? Yeah. I don't think she is. I'd be happy no? to go better than Pussy Galore. Triple X, Two Face. Mm. She didn't do anything, did she? Oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah she played a part. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she got two blokes to fight Bond, didn't she? She she took out Jaws. Jaws. She crushed it. She like she was the one driving. Oh, did she? Yeah, down when they were in like they drove really far in Egypt out to some building site and like oh yeah and Bond just took the piss out of her drive yeah even though she was the one that was like doing all the hard work want to put it in second gear I would have like if I'd been if I was trying to save our lives and somebody was taking the piss out of me that much I would have just given up and said right fine you can kill us both if you're that bloody yeah if I want to hear this kind of sarcasm I'll speak to my kids I think you could just walk at a brisk pace and get away from Jaws, to be honest. I reckon you're probably right. You know, yeah, he he never moves very fast, apart (laughs) from the dancing scene when he gets caught up in the Mardi Gras. But again, he's lifted away. He's being carried, yeah. Or falling out of something. He falls pretty fast. Yeah, he does. I'm getting distracted. Right, the theme tune. Um, Boom, 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 boom. Not bad. Bondy. Somewhere around it's, living daylight, see, aha. It was good bondment. Mm. <laughs> we decided we couldn't use bondage. <laughs> yeah, I would say about halfway, diamonds are forever. Yeah, it's very, it's a very um, recognizable Ballady. bond song, isn't it? But yeah, yeah. Not, not exactly a good tune. Right, on a top. On the top. On the top, yeah. Largo and Fatima beat Scaramanga and Nicknack. Yeah. I, I liked her, but I don't... She's better. She's better than what? She, she is what Fatima Blush always wanted to be. Yeah, but I liked Fatima Blush's approach better. Okay. Like, on I top like was on just top... straight up mental. Sure. But she was orgasming when she mowed down all those people in the. I know that's what was yeah. so cool about her. <laughs> but but Fatima so would I, have held it together, uh, and you know, orgasm later. <laughs> Thought about it, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> on a top, <laughs> I think she had the same wint and kidness. So they, she was yeah. like an easier on the eye wint and kid. Can we? She's totes up there. On a top, on a top of wint and kid. Yeah, sounds good. All right, cool. Right, the tank chase was. Brilliant. Yeah. Very Somewhere good. right up the top. Where up the yeah. top do you want it? Um Spy Who Loved Me was the you've got to start writing this shit down. It's the white the submarine car. Okay. So was tank better than submarine car? Not really. Or was it? I preferred it. Yeah? Yeah. Like the submarine car, because it was silly. Like the submarine car was like, you know, it was funny. 
but Tank was like real. He like he was like mowing it down. Right, come in. Yeah, go on, Em. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's get them off the top spots. I feel like there's going to be my connection to the Bond movies is the car chase, gadgety car chases. I don't remember any okay. of them, but I'm sure they're going to get better than this because that's what I loved about the movies. So we'll see. So we have got coming up next, Tomorrow Never Dies, the second of the Pierce Brosnans. And your AI challenge for Spooky Girl next week <laughs> is whatever happened to the man that was flattened by the inflating balloon in the old school BT phone box? Whatever. Oh, you know what? This is recorded. I've I'm written it down. it down. I've written it. No, it's on the, it's on the mirror board. Yeah, it's, it's audio recorded. <laughs> it's all good. All righty. Until the next time. Until the next time. I may or may not be in hospital again before the next oh, yeah. recording, and I'll keep you updated. Right. Yeah, okay. Let's do that. Julio. <laughs> right. Bye, man. Good luck in hospital. Oh, cheers. <laughs> cheers. Bye. Bye.